This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hello, everyone. My name is Erin Trelor, and I am the host of Raw Beauty Talks. We're taking you behind the highlight reel of the world's biggest influencers and wellness gurus to get a raw glimpse of what beauty, health, and wellness look like in today's world so that you can feel your absolute best in your body and in your life. It has been about, I would say, probably four years that I have been trying to get this woman close to me for an interview, and she has been up to so many amazing, game-changing, world-changing, life-changing things, and so... You know, that whole saying around, you've got to keep on trying, keep persisting, keep asking. It's very true. But she is finally here. And I am so excited to talk to the incredible Danielle Laporte today on Raw Beauty Talks podcast. Danielle, I don't know if you remember this. You do so many speaking engagements. But do you remember doing a speaking engagement for Man Talks in Vancouver at the conference center? And it was my first time hearing you speak and you came out and honestly, I was just blown away. It was like seeing Beyonce or Oprah. You had this sense of calm about you, like you weren't turned on at all. And it was like everything you were saying was just coming from the heart. And I have never felt so much strength in a woman. I was blown away. For those of you who have not had the pleasure of seeing Danielle speak, she is a writer, an entrepreneur, a mother, a poet, an author, and a professional speaker, amongst so many other things. Her book, The Desire Map, has sold over 200,000 copies in English alone and has been spun off into a massively successful day planner program and workshop and coaching division. Now, I have one more confession to make before we dive and hand things over to Danielle. I don't know any other podcast host who would spend the first like five minutes talking about themselves essentially when they had Danielle on the other side of the line, but you know, I do everything different. So I'm going to tell this one last story. It does have something to do with her. Okay, here we go. But I do have another confession to make. (laughs) Okay. One of the things you're most known for is your desire map book and course. And a friend told me about it originally, but I'm like a hardcore goal setter and have been since I was, you know, even in kindergarten, my mom said I made to-do lists and would set goals on summer holidays, like (laughs) jump off the dock, make $1 from collecting pop cans, whatever it was. I find so much safety and security in goals. And so I've always been all about you, all of your your truth bombs, the messages that you're spending. But I got the book and was like, oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. I am not doing this. This is like, it felt like you were ripping my goal setting away from me. And so I've had your book for at least two years. And it wasn't until the last six months that it finally clicked for me, that it finally made sense. And so I'm so excited for you to share this message with our audience and for me to be able to have the ability to tell the people who are like, what, that this stuff actually works. So what was the click for you? What's different now? had a major breakdown, postpartum anxiety, and, you know, was sitting in the therapist chair. And she was like, you know, as we go back through your life, there seems to be this cycle of burning out and of drive to achieve and then achieving and then like falling apart. I'm seeing it as a pattern that you're, you're using. And she was like, I'd really like you to take 
the next year and not set any goals for yourself. I just want you to just kind of go with what feels right. I had like a visceral response to this recommendation and was like, absolutely not. I mean, if you don't know what your vision is for yourself, how are you going to get there? And there's lots of people out there who are telling us that we need to set really measurable goals, that they need to be tangible, that they should fit into an Excel worksheet, and that this is the way that we achieve success. And I had to really go inward to understand that, you know what, maybe these external things that I'm striving for and achieving, but not actually finding what I'm looking for, (laughs) maybe none of that actually makes sense and maybe it's not working. You are my case study. I mean, that's, Uh, that's the story right there. And our obsession with goal setting, like, you know, what you said when you started to unpack this was that you found so much security and safety in goals. I think the, the human impulse to seek security and safety, it's natural. It's a human impulse. Like we do it. It's that we're looking in the wrong places and we're over attached to it. So like we need to be looking elsewhere and we can't be gripping it. It's got to be a, it's got to be a lighter touch on security and safety. And that, you know, and that is sanity. And that's equilibrium and equanimity and that's peace. I mean, when I was starting out, I found the whole concept of inner peace kind of offensive, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and it's from that same mindset of achieve, achieve, achieve. And I just like, peace is boring. Peace is not going to get me what I want. Peace is not exciting. Peace is, I want passion. I want, and I actually have more of that than ever, but like, whoa, it's just a totally different way of going about things. Yeah. And I too, you know, had to, there's been a number of junctures where I've hit the wall and got the lesson and then hit it again and got the lesson more deeply until I was really just really broken and on my knees. There was nowhere else to go. Really. Things were just really fell apart for me to just go, okay, there can be no more chasing at all. But I do want to show up and I do want to serve and I do want to achieve. And I know somewhere in me, I have this idea that my birthright is joy, that I deserve ease, that I deserve wellness. And then, you know, I've been a seeker for a long time and I've been reading about mysticism and dark night of the soul and manifestation, all this stuff, you know, for so long. And everybody who's been through those dark nights and those passages come to this, a very similar conclusion <laughs> that, you know, it's presence that will save you, that everything we're looking for is in the presence, which requires you to stop. And that alignment with life, with God, with spirit, with creativity, whatever you want to call it, that when you're aligned, you feel joy. <laughs> you get everything you wanted. You get everything you wanted. So I'm just as passionate as ever. I'm in some ways, I'm just as driven as ever, but it's coming from, it's like a very different motivation. So different. For individuals who who haven't read this book, who haven't done the course, who maybe don't know who you are, can you give us a little bit more color around what the desire map actually encourages you to do and what steps it's walking you through in order to find all of these incredible words that you're talking about? Joy, calm, health, passion, light. Well, it's based on 
It's based on you. Um, it's based on the idea that what we do is we come up with goals that are all externally driven and we chase them and we, we create these do or die goals. And I tell you, you create do or die goals. You want to crush it. You know, you're going to get crushed. You will get crushed and you will die. The, the hope is that when we get there, we're going to feel a certain way. So that's the premise. You're chasing a feeling. You're actually not chasing the house or the promotion or the clicks or the whatever. You're chasing how you think, how you want to feel when you get there. And then we, you know, we all can manifest stuff and we can get there. And then a lot of us feel empty because those weren't, those goals weren't really about feeling a certain way that was aligned with our heart. Those goals weren't goals with soul. So I take an inside out approach to creating and really it's a heart centered approach and it's taken me, you know, desire map, there's 200,000 people have done the program and it's taken me five years to finally go, Oh, I get what this is about. <laughs> this is a heart centered approach to intentionally, intentionally creating your life to being a super creator. And by super creator, I mean a conscious creator. And the idea is that the process helps you get clear on what I call your core desired feelings. Your core desired feelings are how you want to feel most of the time. They are your preferred states of being. And I guarantee you, they are qualities of the heart, qualities of the heart, emphasis. So you can call them whatever you want. You may decide that one of your core desired feelings is badass or rock and roll or earth or mother. I mean, I've heard some really unique, beautiful core desired feelings over the years, but they all go back to qualities of the heart, which are about love and generosity and harmony and joy and compassion. Mm. That's it. There's about five to seven basic heart feelings. And if you're awake, you want one of them in one form or another, if not all of them. So we walk you through a process where you get clear on those CDFs. What I'm, what I strongly suggest to people is, is that we've all probably got about four, maybe five CDFs. Some people are like, no, there's 10 things I want to feel. I've identified 10 core desired feelings. I'm like, that's cool. But the brain can't actually focus on more than about four or five feelings to, you know, be trying to generate. So, you know, keep it kind of around the four or five. And then you're going to turn your life inside out and all your plans are going to be in service of those feelings. So instead of sitting down on your birthday or in September or on New Year's Eve saying, what am I going to accomplish for this next quarter or the next year? You're going to sit down and say, I want to feel love and I want to feel connection and I want to feel lightness. And I want to feel vitality. I want to feel courage. I want to feel beauty, whatever it is that's turning you on. What do I need to do to feel those things? What actions am I going to take that are going to generate those feelings? And some of the long held goals that you've had for a long time may fall away because you'd be like, oh my God, owning a house has nothing to do with my core desired feeling of freedom. Or you may realize like, that's exactly what would help you feel free. So you're going to let go of some things or you're going to commit more deeply than ever to some things. But really, for me, it's not even, it's not even so much about goal setting anymore. 
it's really about a return to a heart-centered life and love yourself more deeply. Treat yourself with so much self-compassion that it changes how you walk in the world and use that self-love and that self-respect to go clean up this mess that we're in right now. Because humanity, we really need each other to be coming from our, our joy and our compassion and our clarity to be of service to the world. And really, I mean, I can't separate the two. I want you to love yourself more deeply so that you can go love on the world. I really have a <laughs> not hidden agenda of helping people to be of more service. It's so beautiful. And it has helped so many people transform and whether they got it right away or they were like me and it took a little bit longer, it really is game-changing work. Now, my core desired feelings that I came up with, and they really just sort of popped into mind right away, were love, calm, creatively expressed, and health. But here's my question to you, because I feel like the concept of living from your core desired feelings is amazing, but then <laughs> like reality hits and you have bills to pay and mouths to feed and a boss who, you know, has certain objectives for you to hit. And I'm just wondering how we apply this in a real world setting. Like, do you only live and breathe and die by your core values or for your business? Are you also setting up structures and do you have objectives? And like, do you do your accounting on Excel <laughs> with goals in place? <laughs> or are you just really living these values? The answer is always both. So, you know, it's the human and the holy. It's the inner world and in the outer world. It's vision and it's action. It's trust. It's, you know, it's faith. And it's showing up. Faith without action is nothing. So it's both. But it's all about what you start with and what's your foundation, your core. So it's like our beginning point, what drives us, our 80%, you know, our business values and our core desired feelings. This is how we want to feel. This is how we want to show up in the world. We're here to be of service. Okay, everybody clear on that? We're in the heart. This is all about love. Okay, let's go. And then the let's go is, you know, we want to have, we want to sell X amount. And because we're in the heart, if we don't sell X amount or convert so many people or sell X amount of books or whatever, it's okay. Because everything we did along the way, we were making choices that were about love and about freedom and about lightness, whatever those drivers are for us. It's like, you know, one of our values, so I, I'm kind of talking about two methodologies here. You know, there's the, the values you identify as a business. Then there's your core desired feelings. We kind of mush ours together. But, you know, one of our values is generosity. We will always be the giver. If you call us and you need help, we're going to be there for you. And we're going to go above and beyond. We're going to give as much free stuff away in terms of product and service as we can. And then you know, make the money we need to live well. If we are generous every step of the way and we don't meet a goal, it's okay because we've been ourselves every step of the way. We're so fulfilled. We're so lit up when we cross the finish line, whether we're late or we're early or we're winning or not, we still win because we feel great. We're healthy. And when you're in those qualities of the heart, 
whatever your core desire feelings are, everything's better. Like your adrenals aren't fatigued. Your anxiety is not out of fucking control. You're making better eating decisions. Your relationships are stronger. Like who cares if you had enough money for the new car? Like, yeah. So the, that's a long philosophical way of saying we do both. And if we don't hit the external stuff, we're just not crushed by it. We are not controlled by metrics or what anybody else says or the rules. Right. And this can really apply that whole concept to anything from, you know, losing weight to having a certain amount of money in your bank account to going on this amazing trip that everyone else on social media is doing this year, whatever it is. It can apply to any of those things at the end of the day. So as I'm kind of working through the business side of Raw right now, I'm looking at things that we're doing. So we're building out our online course and I'm running it through my core desired feelings, almost using them as filters. So saying, okay, if I have this concept that we're going to launch our online store in November and I know it's going to take this and that, does that still allow me to take care of my health? Do I feel calm about that idea? Like, or does it start to really stress me out? Is that timeline too short? Do I feel have space to spend time with my kids and my husband and to nurture those loving relationships around me and almost going through them like that? And if I start to see a bit of an imbalance or it doesn't feel like it's going to be right or it's not coming from the same place, then I'm restructuring it a bit. Yeah, that's the whole point. That's it. That is the science of it. It's like, get clear on how you want to feel use those as your decision-making filter. And that is intentional creating. What most of us do, and I still do this myself lots of times, is we have an idea, we have an inspiration, we have a desire. There's something we want to go after. And we just like start making plans. And unconsciously, what's driving us is like, oh, we're going to go get that. And unconsciously, we hope we're going to be fulfilled, right? No. Why don't you sit in the clarity of what fulfillment is right now and then make your plans? I think it's brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Seems to be working for a few hundred thousand people. Yeah. That's intentional creation. That's deliberate manifesting. That's being awake. It's being a spiritual grown up is what that is. Yes. And it is so true. We're in this insane state in the world where our environment is hurting, our people are hurting, individuals are struggling. And I say it all the time in our podcast that until we heal ourselves, until we start living from that place of love within ourselves, it's very hard for us to consciously make decisions that are going to help improve the world as a whole and and in general. Now, we talked about this very briefly, and I even shared my own experience with it. Sometimes we're so resistant to this stuff, and we feel like, I don't know, sometimes I think people feel like their reactions to various circumstances in life are very out of their control. And that because I had this childhood or because I'm in this job right now, or because I have these bills to pay, like this is my reality. And you teach in such a beautiful, eloquent way that we truly get to choose how we feel. How do we shift from this reactionary state that we're in to being more intentional in our responses? Well, I think we look to some 
leaders, we look to some sources of inspiration. Like I've often thought, and you know, especially when I've been creating the desire map content, I've often thought of Nelson Mandela imprisoned for 27, 27, 28 years and was able to feel freedom and liberation and forgiveness. <laughs> That's superhuman almost, you know, or, you know, Victor Frankl, so many people who lived through concentration camps in Nazi Germany and Auschwitz and were able to find life in that and find meaning. And, you know, Victor Frankl's book, Man's Search for Meaning. It's like, you know, if Victor Frankl can find spiritual meaning while in, you know, imprisoned like that in Auschwitz, I can be in a good mood in a traffic jam. There are other humans who have had that incredible capacity of consciousness to reach more deeply and, and choose something, choose what I would just generally call a life-affirming feeling. Hope is life-affirming. Forgiveness, love, <laughs> you know, a sense of purpose, right? So it can be done. And the medicine for the turnaround, so simple, so easy, it's been being talked about for thousands of years, is gratitude. If you can be sitting in the shit, whether it's a shitty job or a relationship that feels constrictive or a body that's in pain or new motherhood, you know, delirious exhaustion, and you can start applying the medicine of sincere gratitude, you're becoming more conscious. You're becoming the intentional creator. You know, the beautiful thing is there's now science to back all of this up. It's like appreciation creates a certain chemical in your brain that affects the hippocampus. I mean, we don't have to get into the details of it, but it changes your chemistry and your chemistry changes how you think and how you think affects your feelings. What I'm suggesting is that we're coming at it from both ways. I want you to intentionally reach for life affirming feelings. And at the same time, I want you to be choosing more positive thought forms. And then you're really doubling your chances of getting into a heart-centered space, into those feelings that you want to feel. So, you know, I love the question because it's really like, this is the rubber hits the road. This is the practical question. I'm in a shitty job. My boss is an asshole. I'm in this stinky cubicle, but I need to pay the rent or mortgage. I got kids to take care of. What are you going to do? Well, you know, it may sound out there. You're going to find something to be grateful for that day. That's a thought change. And you're going to do something. You're going to take an action that's going to make you feel the way you want to feel. And that takes you out of victim mentality and puts you in that space of deliberate creator. Keep making those choices and making those choices. And life, life has to respond <laughs> to your choices. You get a promotion. You get a new job. Maybe you stay in the same job. You you just shift it when you're in there. At the end of the day, you feel better going home, even though you got a shit job, you know, you got to get out of. And I, I love hearing about the science of how, how all of this works, because I think we've all heard about this for so long and guides and, and the spiritual world has talked about this. But now the fact that science is backing it up and that we can actually see this stuff. Can you touch on that a little bit? They're discovering. So everybody, all beings... I mean, every, every living sentient thing is emitting a frequency, is emitting a vibration energy at all times. So the electro 
magnetic frequency that the heart emits apparently is 5,000 times stronger than the energy that comes off of the brain. Just let's think about that. (laughs) So we've been taught to believe that it's the brain, it's the mind that's calling the shots, but it's really the heart where the power is. So a great way to visualize this is imagine that you were standing like in a large donut of light, like a, you're standing in the center of an inner tube and that inner tube is just pure radiant light. If you move that, that shape, it's actually called a torus, T-O-R-U-S. If you move that shape up to your heart, imagine that that is projecting out, it's radiating out 10, 15 feet in front of you versus, which by the way it is, this can all be measured, versus what's radiating out from your head area, your brain area, is like just a few feet. So what does that tell us? It tells us that the feeling, the energy, the vibration that we focus on in the heart is going to have a much broader, wider impact than us just thinking certain things. So if we can think thoughts that are in support of heart-based feelings, those qualities of love, of generosity, of courage, of compassion, like, wow, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing scientific to say about that. It's just like, yeah. that's some really fucking powerful perspective. And then also the medical community is saying like, look, we have, we've been thinking we have one brain. We actually have three brains. There's a whole ecology that lives in the gut, a whole ecology that lives around the heart center, and a whole ecology that lives within the brain. And our problem is that we're out of balance. We just focus all of our intention and attention on the mind, on thoughts, on brains, on logic, and too little on the heart and intuition and inclusivity and love, and still too little on, on that whole gut region of instinct and willpower. I mean, we got a lot of that going on, but really, you know, to put this in the most poetic terms, love is the greatest genius. You know, the love is the new logic. And we really love to do everything that we can in many ways to our mind loves to pull us out from that place because the mind is safety. That's why you wanted goals. That's the security. We want the answer. We want to know where we're going. We want certainty. And love is very, it's not certain, but it's very present. It can be comfortable in stillness. It's not trying to manipulate. It's not trying to orchestrate. You know, when you start with love, when the intention is love, you will always do the right thing. And there's lots of, there's discomfort that comes with love. There's, you know, integrity, the high road, the loving choice often calls for, well, I don't want to say sacrifice, but it's definitely not about crushing the goal. It's not about looking good. It's about welcoming. I mean, it sets the ego aside. There's no division there. It's not about competition. It's about what we can all have. In fact, I've got lots, have some of mine. It's a different kind of risk. I was going to say, it sounds like it's sacrifice of the ego and we are just so attached to the ego. So that is very, very 
it's very scary. It's very hard to do. It takes practice. It sounds to me like one of the ways that we start moving from from living in our head and making choices from our mind space is to really figure out what these core desired feelings are for us. And I love that you so generously offered a free course to help people really define what their core desired feelings are. So your entire course, the Desire Map course is launching with Commune, which is an amazing online program. So you can literally do this from anywhere in the world. Your main course is launching, I believe at the end of May, but before then, sort of in between May 20th to May 30th, you're going to be offering this free course that will be a bit of a deep dive into exploring what everyone's core desired feelings are and really helping people to define what those are. So if you're listening and you're interested in joining Danielle for this free, I believe it's one hour course online, you can head on over to our show notes. We'll have a link where you can sign up for the free course. Again, that's from May 20th to May 30th. And Danielle will be taking you through a program to help you discover what your core desired feelings are. Is that everything? I'm this, I'm all always most excited about the paper stuff. It comes with the printed workbook and a whole manual for living. And like, and we've never done this before. It's all 80% of this content is new. It's, it's really so cheesy to say this, but it's like, it's my best work ever. And yeah, I'm really, I'm just excited and honored. I'm sure it is your best work. I mean, you've been talking about this now for years and you've had so many people go through the course. So, I mean, you're obviously a very self-aware person (laughs) and always learning. And as you said, a seeker. So I can only imagine that it's just getting better and better and more defined. And so I can't wait to join you for that. We'll make sure that we have the link for that in the show notes. And if you're interested in really digging deep and figuring out what your core desired feelings are, please join us for that free course. And you can decide if you want to carry on from there. There's no pressure either way. Danielle, I feel like you've done hundreds, probably even thousands of interviews. Is there something that you could share with our audience that a lot of people don't know about you? Something that's maybe sort of from behind your highlight reel that you can let us in on? Mm, At this point, no. Um, Let me think. (laughs) (laughs) What do people don't know about me? I'll give you a struggle thing and then I'll try and think of like a positive thing. So I struggle with mornings, my relationship to mornings. And it's something I'm working on. I actually want to write a whole program on it. I have some weird thing around (laughs) how I start the day. I resist ritual. I resist routine, but I crave it. I feel a lot of self-criticism in the morning about whether I'm going to meditate that day or not, which I, I do almost every day. So every morning for me, there's something to be compassionate with. And at the same time, so this will be the corollary of that. I think a lot of people know this about me. That's like, I like lots of joy in my life, <laughs> lots of wellness. This isn't a, you know, it's not a depressive thing, but there's something there for me in the morning. It said, I don't drink coffee and I wanted to be a disco dancer when I was a kid. I, that was what I wrote down in my little, what I want to be when I grow up book was oh I want to be a disco dancer. <laughs> 
I love it. I actually kind of think you emit that vibe on stage in a very different way, like just with this like present to stay. What do you think of a disco dancer? Like they're leaving it all out there. They have yeah. a present. They're like, and you just kind of do that. You are a disco dancer in Thanks. your own unique way. And I love that. Thank you so much for chatting with us today and for diving into this concept of the desire map and defining your core desired feelings. Super fascinating. And I can't thank you enough for all of your work. Oh, thanks for all the great questions and for being a great, for being the case study. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Always the case study. <laughs> Fast forward to the end of 2024. Think of your goals for a second. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should get Babbel. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that really don't help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversation, and Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teachings so you're ready to practice what you learned in the real world. If you're heading to another country, Country anytime soon, start using Babbel a few weeks before you go to learn basics like how to order food, ask for directions, speak to merchants without having to consult language apps while you're away. So fun. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash raw beauty talks. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash raw beauty talks. That's spelled B A B B E L com slash talks. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line founded by the fabulous Jennifer Aniston. Jen got tired of the same old struggle we all face, choosing between hair products that work and ones that are actually good for us. With Lola V, that dilemma is history. We all put our hair through the ringer. That's why it's crucial to have products that not only repair the look of the damage, but also shield your locks from future harm. Enter Lola V's bestsellers, the Glossing Detangler and the Perfecting Leave-In Conditioner. They're your hair's new best friends. For a limited time, you get 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com. Just use the code rawbeautytalks at checkout. Lolavie is all about naturally derived plant-based goodness, no silicone, sulfates, parabens, or gluten, and of course, cruelty-free and vegan. That's 15% off your order at lolavie.com with promo code rawbeautytalks. You can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Tell them I sent you over. Okay, quick message. Danielle doesn't even know I'm doing this, but if you're loving this episode, I want to tell you about the new Desire Map course that Danielle just released with our friends over at Commune. Until the end of May, part one of the course is totally free. It's called Discover Your Core Desired Feelings. And it's totally free, as I said. So click on the link in our show notes right now to hold your spot. This free online session is going to help you really dig deep to discover what your core desired feelings are with the one and only Danielle Laporte. If you're feeling stuck in life, if you're feeling reactive, trapped, frozen, or just like there's more out there waiting for you, this is your course. Danielle is combining emerging science on the heart and brain to provide practical solutions to help you get your life on track. 
Now this is only available between May 20th to 30th, but registration is open now. So click the link in the show notes to sign up. If you're listening to this episode after May 30th, her course, The Desire Map is running. So go check that out, get all the details online. All right, everyone, that is it for this episode, but please be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single show. If you liked this episode, please take a moment to leave a review, take a screenshot and share it on social tagging at Raw Beauty Talks so that other people can listen too. We'll be regramming your posts every week. As we wrap things up, remember your body is different than any other body out there. So as you listen to these episodes, keep tuning back into your to see what truly resonates for you. Do you ever feel like you're struggling through motherhood? You're not alone. I'm Erica Jossa, host of the MomWell podcast, therapist and mom of three. Join me each Wednesday as I sit down with guests, including psychologists, pediatricians, psychiatrists, fertility specialists, lactation consultants, and more to unravel the myths of motherhood. With expert advice, practical tips, self-love, and some coping skills to help you along the way, you can become the mother you want to be. Listen to the MomWell podcast at momwell.com slash listen or on your favorite podcast platform.